Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Shall we? Let's do it. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode seven. Mm-hmm. We are calling this episode a queen triumphant. Mm. Mm. Um, and we're going to be doing chapters 25 through 29 this week. Yeah. Exciting bunch of chapters. This was a good bunch. We've officially entered part two. Mm-hmm, which is called Blade. Blade. Yep. Um, and lots happened. Yeah. So much movement. A lot happened. Um, let's dive in with chapter 25. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Summary. Okay. Summary is Gwen joins training. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, Nesta has a friend date with Emery. And Cassian meets up with Eris. Lots of, like, encounters. Yes. This chapter. What were your thoughts? Yeah. I, I love that Gwen is training. Yes. And she seems, like, fairly comfortable there, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, Very adaptive. And then I'm just, like, hoping that Emery is going to join also. Fingers crossed. Yes. So let's dive in. Um, at the very beginning, I think it's so cute mm-hmm. how nervous Nesta is. Yes, I love that. It's like the most precious thing. Mm-hmm. She's excited. She's like, ah. she's like, is she gonna come? She's gonna come. Really the question. And, and she does. She does, and she sounds stunning. Yes. Like I just love this description of her. So you know, she has her like coppery brown hair, but in the sunlight, which I think like adding that sunlight dimension to a person mm-hmm. is just so cool. But um, the color of her hair was extraordinary. Strands of gold glinting, and her teal eyes were a near perfect match to the stones the other priestesses wore. She just sounds lovely. She does. And like this is the first time she's been out in the sun since she was taken from the temple. Which is crazy. Craziness. I can't imagine being... I mean, okay, we've all experienced COVID, listeners. Yeah. So we know what it was like to be trapped inside. That was terrible. But, like, hopefully most of us had, like, a patio or a doorstep we were able to, like, go stand on and try to absorb sun. Go for walks. Like, we were stepping in and out. We were not contained. Like a literal, like, jail cell. Yes. (laughs) And, I mean, they're choosing to be there, so it's not not a jail cell. This is true. But... But it has a very similar vibe. Yes, because they're literally <laughs> the only time they see the sun is through windows in their rooms. Like it's just that sounds terrible. I need the feel of sun. I, yes. I need it. It's like that warmth, and you're just like, ah, like yes, that is a wonderful sensation. Mm-hmm. So, what is it that she said? It was, um, it was just so cute. She said. She said, I forgot how it feels to have the full sun upon my head. Forgive me if I spend some time gawking at the sky. And I was Mm -hmm. like, girl. Take as much time as you want. Seriously. Just love this for her. Mm -hmm. But it's like she's probably like, like she can tell or Nessie can tell she's a little nervous. And it's like, is she nervous for training? Is she nervous to be outside again? It's Mm -hmm. kind of like, this is the first time she's been outside. I can't imagine the bravery it took to come out. You know, True story. It's really exciting. Well, and Nesta ends up asking her, like, well, why did you sign up for this? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Gwen kind of let her know that she had done some similar stuff when she had been at the temple. Right. In Sangrava. 
Um, and Gwen's response, I just thought was so precious. She says, because I don't ever want to feel powerless again. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, girl, like, yes. Like, you yeah. crush that victim mindset and you move into your power. Like, I just, I loved it so much for her. I did too. And I liked how Cassian reacted in this. Like, when she arrives, like, he's giving her space and he's kind of letting Nesta take the reins yeah. as to, like, okay, we're going to go do this. We're going to warm up and... I just like that he gives Nesta kind of the power in this situation. Yeah. He's like, I'm just the trainer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Cassian. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So first time or first set of training with Gwen, success. Yeah. She Major does well. win. Then we pivot to visiting Windhaven. Mm-hmm. And um, Nesta tags along to go give Emery a visit. Yeah. The wonderful little shop owner. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you notice about this first interaction with Bellius, her shitty cousin? He seems like the typical Illyrian male, <laughs> like just a total douchebag. And he's yeah. like drunk in the store. But like props to Nesta for giving this guy Fearless. a piece of her mind. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved it. I was I, it was one of those things where it's like it's so uncomfortable, like walking in on those moments yeah. that like sometimes you just kind of want to like lean back and just like let them handle it mm-hmm. pretend you didn't see anything but Nesta was like uh-huh. excuse you yeah <laughs> bye <laughs> um but we we kind of learn essentially like Bellius who's Emery's cousin mm-hmm. was there to deliver a message essentially from his own father her uncle about how they basically want the shop yeah they want the shop and the money and it's like you're not entitled to it nope because actually Reese changed the inheritance laws god Thank bless you, him Reese God bless him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Bellius finally pieces out. Nesta and Emery are catching up a little bit. And Emery ends up inviting Nesta to join her for lunch. Mm-hmm. It's a little friend date. I know. This is this is huge. Nesta's like making friends very fast. I know. Um, let's see. What else did you notice about this? Um, well, one thing I did want to point out that about Bellius, like he must be super strong because he actually had two siphons. That's Which, true. Because they, I mean, they talk about how a lot of Illyrians have one. Mm-hmm. And, like, having two is crazy. And yeah. then, obviously, our boys have seven. seven. So, <laughs> I mean, he seems pretty powerful for somebody that hasn't even completed the blood right yet. Yeah, compared to, like, the average Illyrian male. Yeah. He's got some So, a little more intimidation factor. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway, so besides from that, um, Emery tells Nesta about the leathers. Like, she actually made the inquiries, and mm. it's going to be super expensive. And Nesta just kind of, like, starts thinking about her past. Mm. And, um, like, this is a super generous offer, um, which makes her think back to when she was poor. Um, and how she almost wound up trading, like, sex, basically, for food from Tomas. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? Like, this is – it's crazy that we learn about it. Like, what happened when Farah left, left, like, in this book. Like, it mm-hmm. took us this long to kind of figure out what happened with Tomas. Yeah, because I think we just kind of thought, oh, they're taking care of it. It's fine. Right. It's like, well, they weren't that first second. Right. Like No. So, but yeah, so basically, he tried to rape her when she was breaking up with him. What a creep. But, like, props to her. She was so smart. She, like, waited till he got close, and she bit a piece of his ear off. Which, I mean... Ugh. Girl, you got to do what you got to do. Props to her. So I was very impressed with that. Um, I've always heard bite the ear or claw that, like, go for the eyes. Yeah. She did it, man. She did it. Yeah. So I was just, I mean, thankfully it didn't happen. And 
they were fed and got everything from Tamlin. Yes. So, like, it all worked out. But that's but a traumatizing experience in and of itself. super traumatizing. Yeah. And it's like, you would... It's interesting because Nesta doesn't carry... I don't feel like she carries that as, like, a... Let me not, let me rephrase. Mm-hmm. She clearly carries the trauma, but it's not manifesting in like a very like victim-ish way. Yeah. Whereas I feel like in so many other things, it does manifest in a victim-ish way. So it's yeah. weird how it's like in some ways her response is like, F this guy, men are trash, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But then in the other time she's like, it's my fault. I'm the failure. And I'm like... I don't yeah. know. I feel like usually you see people go like one way or the other. Right. Yeah. It's very interesting. Her different reactions yeah. to the different traumas that she's yeah. had. Yeah. I feel like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm like very generally assuming that people have like a fairly standard trauma response despite whatever the trauma is. I know. I feel like I'm on the same page as you. It's like, I yeah. feel like generally, depending on your personality, you react a certain way to most situations. Yes. So you would think that her trauma response would be similar. Similar. But it's, it's different. quite varied, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. But basically, all that comes back to say, she declines the leathers from yes. Emery. She's like, I don't want a payoff plan. I don't want any of that. But mm-hmm. she says yes to lunch. Which is lovely. Mm-hmm. I just like seeing her have, like, friendly moments with people. I feel like it helps make you, I don't know. A better person. Yeah. It does. It does. Yeah. But I like what she says. She says, having lunch with Emery was an indulgence. It was only a matter of time until the female learned more about Nesta until she heard every horrible thing, and then the invitations would stop. Had she been any better than Bellius, drunk and simmering with hatred for months? If Emery knew, she'd kick her out of the shop, too. But for now, neither rumor nor truth had reached Emery. I would like that. Nesta said and meant it. It's like... It's like, yes, you kind of have a point because you have been pretty crappy the past year. But, like, no, it's not you shouldn't have friends. You don't deserve to have a lunch with somebody. No. It's it's not at that level. No, it's very much like people, I think, underestimate that it's like you you can change now. Like you can act differently now. Right. And then move forward from it. Like not everyone's going to hate you for forever because you've historically been a dick. Like, Right. Right. Everybody has a past. It's like what you choose to do now in your future. Exactly. And I think any normal person would respect that. Mm -hmm. So it's like a little sad, but. Yeah. Because I don't think that she would react that way. No. I don't know. Okay, so they're enjoying lunch together. Mm-hmm. Some great, like, girl talk yep. about <laughs> um, the handsome General Cassian mm-hmm. and um, just kind of what, what's been going on in their, like, past. So they're, like, learning a lot about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that stood out to you? Nesta brings up her dad. Like, willingly chooses to speak about her dad when everyone else, yeah. her sisters, who they are... They just mention. Right. They mention their own father. It's not just Nesta's dad. It's their <laughs> own dad. Nesta, like, freaks out. But now, she's, like, willingly bringing up her dad. I was like, I don't get it. I think but she's healing. In the three weeks, it's amazing. You bless, Bless Nesta. <laughs> but... Hey, yes, it just it. takes one day. We just said this, Sarah. It just takes one Sarah. day. Right. It just takes one day, You're one right. different choice. Yep. But she brings up her dad because she's drinking like tea with mm-hmm. Emery and she like comments on it and the spices about how good her food is. Yep. And Emery's kind of talking about how like tea is a rarity and spices are hard to get. Um, but that makes her think of her dad, how he was like a merchant and traded all these spices yeah. and everything like that. Um, so I was just very surprised. Yeah. I also just like generally love that Emery's a tea girly because I, I am too. I was like, yeah, tea mm-hmm. time. 
Yeah. Um, but she also then asks Emery about her family. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out that like her mother died and her father recently died in that war with Highburn also. So that's something they share in common. Yep. Um, learn about, you know, the inheritance laws, learn a little bit about how her father is the one who like clipped, clipped her, her wings. wings. And how he was a piece of shit. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like, it made me sad. Like part of the tea, why part of the reason why she drinks it is because it like helps her, like the pain in her wings. wings. And I'm just like, oh, girl. It's really sad. It is sad. But I thought the end of this conversation was super interesting. It was. Because she basically asks Emery again to join her for training. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to make it as easy as possible for her. Like, I can get someone to bring you. Mm-hmm. Like, you can come for a little bit. You don't have to come from all of it, for yeah. all of it, if, with your shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Emery's kind of just shutting it down. Yeah. And such a different approach to her than with Gwen. She right. straight up calls her a coward. I know. She's I like, was like, you don't even know this girl. She goes, you don't seem like a coward. And I was like, what? Yeah. Very harsh. Very harsh. But I mean. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. Well, I just think it was interesting how Nesta was able to kind of read that mm-hmm. off of Emery and their interactions versus like her and Gwen's interactions. Yeah. It shows a level of emotional intelligence. It really does. Um. But it just, it was funny seeing the different approaches mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. And we can tell that, like, Emery definitely likes Nesta because she actually compliments her. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, like, it's a shame that you won't be coming up here very often. I could use another sensible person to talk to. Yeah. And Nesta's like, a compliment? What? <laughs> yeah. That's so I thought that was good. Um, Agreed. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. <laughs> Cassian has been chatting it up with Eris. His favorite. I know. And they've been <laughs> talking about the troves. And, like, apparently Eris Norbaron knew of them. Right. Which is, like, interesting. It's like, huh, you would have thought, like, Baron and his, like, allyship with Brianna and Koshay mm-hmm. would be in the loop. But he's not. And so big question as to, like, why? Yeah. What does that mean? Yep. And let's see. Was there anything else that came out of that conversation? Not Harris really. is just being a dick. Yeah, it was, I feel like it's t- typical standard talk between the two of them. Yep. And that's it. Yeah. All right, chapter 26. Summary is Cassian and Nesta enjoy a lovely dinner mm-hmm. together. Dot, dot, dot. What did you think? <laughs> so dang, Nesta is like truly broken up about the fact that Cassian <laughs> is like in such distress like despair and sadness yeah. she's willing to do anything anything literally literally anything i mean anything <laughs> and to like bring him back to his normal self but it's crazy like how she's noticed such a difference in him mm-hmm. and how upset that makes her feel yeah so and, and it's like she wants to make him feel better yeah that's new that's very new i love because she's the one before that's been like crushing him and bringing him down yep. so big turn of tables big turn of the tables um, so we open up the chapter with um, Cassian lounging at the dinner table and mm-hmm. Nesta coming in. Cassian was enjoying a nice glass of wine before the house <laughs> snatched it away. Like, she's not even allowed to be in the same room as wine, <laughs> even if somebody else is drinking it. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you just, you need those hard and fast rules. Yep. It's fine. So she joins Cassian essentially at the dinner table. Because she didn't want to be alone. Mm. She wanted company. She wanted company. But it, I felt like it wasn't out of, like, um, her feeling bad. It was just like, yeah. 
I just want to go yeah. hang out with somebody. Which is like new. It is new. So many new things happening. I know. Um, and so she kind of is like trying to ask Cassian like what happened? How are things? And essentially like Eris has riled him. Mm-hmm. And I just I really appreciate this quote because I was like same. He goes it's the ugliness of his fucking soul that riles me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yes Cassian agreed I know I know I'm sorry but that's fine that that one made me laugh a little bit yeah but it makes me sad because it's like he just feels like he can't catch up like with the political mind games he's yeah that's just not how Cassian is and like there are people they're called lifelong politicians yep. career politicians because they play this game yep Cassian is not that person right he's like your firefighter that saves lives exactly he's not the career politician and it's like there are roles for each person so part of me is also like cranky at Reese of like why do you keep putting him in this position this is just it's fine it's fine but I felt really bad because he's like maybe that makes me a stupid brute after all like no Cassian No. no Um, but I also just really loved Nesta's like thoughts on Cassian oh, in yes. this moment. She said Cassian was good in his soul, in his warrior's heart. Cassian was good in a way Nesta knew most people were not, in a way she knew she was not and would never be. He was not a warrior who killed on a whim, but a male who carefully considered every life he had to take, who would defend what he loved until death. And Eris, he'd hurt Cassian with what he'd done to Morrigan, yes, but also with the words so similar to the ones that Nesta herself had wielded. The wound lay in Cassian eye, Cassian's eyes as raw as any injury. And I'm just like, oh, I just, I appreciate her thinking through it differently. Yeah. And just being like, he's not this, per- like, just, I feel like she's finally starting to see him. Yeah. Or, like, maybe she saw him before and it got clouded with all the shit that happened at the end of Wings and Ruin. Mm-hmm. And it's finally, like... Come back. Coming back again. She's, she knows why she liked him in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. And yeah. I feel like Cassian has done such a good job of, even when she's been, like, a total bitch, like, seeing the mm-hmm. good in her. Yeah. So I just... I like that she's finally returning that mm-hmm. favor a little bit, you yeah. know? Yeah, and she just, I mean, she can't stand to see the sadness and defeat in his eyes, and she's mm-hmm. just like, what can I do to change it? So she, like, goes up to him, and she just, like, gently starts kissing his neck. I know. She said she'd do anything to get rid of that look in his eyes, even for a few moments. <laughs> but it's just, like, such a tender moment, I thought, yeah. to start with that. I agree. It was sweet. Mm-hmm. And then it escalated. She says, let me, please. She said please. I know. She said please to him. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. Anywho, so she makes his day <laughs> a lot better. A lot you better. You know, we went from like zero to a ten mm-hmm. very quickly. Any thoughts that you have, Sarah? I just, I thought it was so funny <laughs> that like when she like unbuttons his pants, yep. she's like, oh my God, like these dudes, she's like reanalyzing how she was going to go about this. And I just, it was cracking me up because like in her head, she's like, oh, this is how it's going to go. And then she's yep. like, whoa, <laughs> expectations have like been surpassed yep. in the best way. But, Time like, to reevaluate. She's like mouth and hand, like this is <laughs> a lot. And I like, she said, but she sure as hell wanted to try. I loved that part so much. Yeah. So I rank this two chili spices. I agree. I put two chili okay. spices too. Okay, readers, what how do you many think? chili spices? I felt like this was not as explicit as when agreed he was doing her favor. Yes. So 
A little bit less. A little bit less. So but still. But still good. Still great. So yeah, two chili spices. <laughs> um, but I just, I love how it finishes. She says, it says, Nesta held his stare while she swallowed. Swallowed down every ounce of what he'd spilled into her mouth. And then her lips curved upward. A queen triumphant. All right. Yes, ma'am. You go. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um. So... Cassian is absolutely feeling this and he's like oh, yeah. and we're moving on mm-hmm. and then there's a step outside the dining room mm-hmm. of course Mr. Chaperone oh, comes once real. again to ruin the day like come on as so if you though. know what's happening just go to your room he takes his responsibilities very seriously <laughs> as the chaperone so the two of them, like, quickly, like, dress button, sit down, try to play it cool. Asriel just, like, casually walks in. And Nesta, who's, like, mortified in this moment, mm-hmm. pieces out very quickly. Oh, yeah. But Asriel in this moment, I was dying. I love him in this moment <laughs> so much. He says, he says to Cassian, don't show your hand all at once, Cass. <laughs> He's like, this is me helping you. Mm-hmm. He's like, we got to let this build. You got to stretch it out. <laughs> is Asriel all of us? Like, is he like, is he doing it for us at the yes. end of the day? He's mm-hmm. like, we're going to save something for later. I love it. But like Cassian's response, obviously, is busybody. Yep. And as goes, you let her suck your cock in the middle of the dining room at a table I'm currently using to eat my dinner. I'd say that entitles me to an opinion. <laughs> and he is not wrong. He is absolutely not wrong. This is why, like, having roommates is mm-hmm. also not fun. No. <laughs> I feel bad for this poor poor guy, but he's handling it like a champ. Yes. But I also just want to say, like, I feel like Nesta said yes to sex. So, like. Oh, she she was ready to go. Right. So, like, this is this is big. This is. We're like, well, I think she was ready the last time, but Cassian was like. Yeah. Favor returned. I'm done. Right. But this was about to be a big step in their relationship because it's Ooh, different yeah. when it's just these like little, little moments, little sexual favors versus like actual sex. This is true. That's so. fair. But she was she was like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, OK. Chapter 27. Yep. All right. Summary. Gwen gives us a research update. Nesta gives a gift and a new face arrives to training. What were your thoughts? Um, this is a good chapter for Nesta. Yeah. She's like definitely becoming a different person. I know it's only been three weeks, whatever. But like, takes one day. I know. All it takes is one day. Um, but maybe we're just like now getting to see who she truly is and how she acts about, pe- about people who like don't – she doesn't feel obligated to feel a certain way towards. Yes. Like I think this is her first – the first time we're seeing her as like a real person, her own person, no mm-hmm. – you know, no expectations. Yeah. Agreed. All right, so chapter 27 jumps in to another day at training, mm-hmm. hanging out with Gwen. Um, she lets us know that she talked to Meryl but hasn't gotten really any updates on the Dread Trove, which is kind of a bummer. But not surprising. But not surprising. And so training goes well, and then we find out Cassian's going to Windhaven. Mm-hmm. And I think part of us was like, oh, maybe Nesta's going to join. But yeah. she had a gift for Emery. Yes. I just thought it was so sweet. Mm-hmm. She, like, asked the house about, like, like to, like, give her, like, teas and spices. Mm-hmm. And packaged it all up and gave it to Cassian. Yes. Sent him on mission. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you're noticing so far? 
Um, yeah. So Nessa admits that she likes Gwen. Oh, yeah. That's a huge deal. Like, Cassian's like, I've never heard her say she likes anybody that's not, like, family, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Cassian also tells her that, like, Gwen is doing well and just to keep doing whatever she's doing, like, because that's is what is going to get the other priestesses in. Yay. So. Progress. I, just, I know. I like that. So Cassian, is this where it happens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Cassian shows up to Emery's shop mm-hmm. with um, Nesta's gift. And I think Emery thinks it's, like, really thoughtful, but also, like, a little bit of a bribe. Like, mm-hmm. she's seeing past this. Um, I just thought it was really sweet that Cassian just, like, encouraged her, like, if you ever change your mind, like, just let us know. Yeah. Here. Because the gift came with a message of, yes. like, I hope you join us for training <laughs> tomorrow. And let's see. Okay, so the one quote I wanted to pull out was, um, like, Cassian's thoughts about Nesta. Okay, yes. I Yeah. You probably have the same one. It says, she'd always been Elaine's guardian or Farrah's sister or cauldron maid. With Gwyn, he wondered whether Nesta liked the girl because with her, she was simply Nesta. Perhaps she felt that way about Emery, too. Had she gone into Valaris night after night, not only to distract and numb herself, but to be around people who didn't know the weight of all she carried? I mean, it makes sense. It does. But also, like, that doesn't necessarily define you. Like, I mean, but if you don't have anybody. Yeah. Like, to, like, release yourself in that way. Like, I kind of get why she was doing what she was doing. Somewhat. Yeah. Um, and let's see, Cassian's also, like, starting to question a little bit, like, if Nesta's fun little, you know, pick-me-up mm-hmm. the, the <laughs> night before for him was out of pity, and mm. he was, but he's talking himself out of it, so right. I was like, okay, keep, keep doing that, Cassian. Yeah. It's all good. It's mm-hmm. all good, my friend. Um, and then we're, like, in the training ring again, and Emery's there. Yay! She came! I'm so excited that she came. She came! I love how when Nesta shows up, it said, Cassian already stood in the center of the ring. He grinned as she emerged. It was a wider grin than his usual ones. Excited and pleased. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> Why? because you got a new person! Yay! So lots of, like, it's a short chapter. Lots of, like, quick little movement. Mm-hmm. But lots of progress. Yes. Um, anything else you noticed? No, not for that chapter. All right. Chapter 28. Um, uh, Nesta, Gwyn, and Emery have their first training session together. Yes. What did you notice? I said poor Emery. Her dad sounds like a total a-hole. Total a-hole. Um, but I love that Emery reads smut. I was yeah. like, I feel like they're our <laughs> friends. I, but like, actually, this whole, the like... I was like, man, smut. It just brings everybody together. It does. Reading <laughs> smut is such a lovely, lovely friendship bonding experience. It really is. Um, So we open, though, with, like, Emery kind of, like, you know, getting settled a little bit. And she's not particularly graceful, which I think is kind of, you know, you naturally would think she's an Illyrian. Illyrians mm-hmm. tend to be those graceful warriors. Right. Why? Yeah. And so Cassian kind of informs us that, like, oftentimes if, like, you clip the wings, it, like, throws you off balance and it makes it harder. Yeah. So, like, that's really upsetting. It sucks. Because it's, yeah. like, and she can't even fully use, like, we know she can't fly, but yeah. she can't even really use them either. Or like, extend them. Right. Like, one of them can only go, like, a quarter of the way out, mm-hmm. and the other one goes out, like, half of the way. It's so sad. It's, like, a true, like, disability. Yeah. And it's so sad. And, like, Cassian even offers, like, to have Magia, like, come take so a look nice. at it. And she refuses, which, like, I could understand. Like, I wouldn't, I feel like it's almost like a pity, like, yeah. extension of offer, at least right now. Because it's, yeah. like, she doesn't really know them. Yeah. It's, like, so. we are not connected no. at all. 
So maybe later on she might take up that offer. Maybe. But I think also, you know, when you've lived with a disability like that for so long, you've just gotten used to it and you're like, there's no point. Yeah. Like, because that just might be the other piece is she just thinks it would be a waste of time at right. this point. Mm-hmm. But um, poor Emery. I know. And I like, I thought it was interesting also. So when she like falls down from her Im- off being off balance, like mm-hmm. Cassian offers her a hand to get up and like she doesn't take it. Mm. So I'm curious, like She's tough girl. Yeah, tough girl. Or I'm curious, like, if she has have had similar interactions that, like, these priestesses has where she's, like, not afraid, but, like, po- potentially, like, afraid of touching. I mean, her dad mat. sounds like a piece of shit. For so. sure. And, like, we don't know what other males have done either. Exactly. she's in Illyria. Especially, in the, yeah, the Illyrian camps. Mm-hmm. We don't trust any of them. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So after that conversation, books get brought up because yeah. Gwen kind of asks if um, they have libraries in Illyria. Which like good on her to break the tension. Yeah. And I think that's like an interesting question. Like she's from a library so she's like oh, what do you experience? Yeah. Um, and you know Emery says that she's never been to one but she does like to read because she like lives alone. She gets books sent to her and so they start talking about what type of books and it's romance of mm. course. Yes. And I just the idea of like a romance book in like a fake fairy world. I don't know why I love that so much, but I, I just love do. it. <laughs> it sounds so good. I don't know why. Yeah. But it's funny because like Cassian just like mutters something about smut and Gwen asks smut. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Sweet, precious. I know. But I'm thinking back, I'm like, when did I first hear the term smut? Yeah. And like know what it meant. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like I must have heard like somebody reference it in a conversation and I'm like, smut? Yeah. Is that what it's like referred to as? <laughs> like, I guess so. And then it just like became natural in my vocabulary. Yeah. So it's like. I can't even pinpoint the moment I knew that. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I do remember, I have some like very clearly like trauma moments from like the ninth grade where mm-hmm. I just, I remember saying something and people giggling and I'm like, why is it funny? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't understand. And right. it's like. It feels like one of those moments yes, for Gwen. I know. But I was like 14 when that happened. Yeah. So, but. but it's also like she's like Nessa's kind of like, oh, my gosh, like she all this trauma that happened to her. Like, yeah, we shouldn't talk about this. Yeah. Like in her head, at least being very like aware. Yeah. Which um, is sweet. Mm hmm. But we do find out what Gwen's mm-hmm. um, preference is. So she reads a lot of, like, adventure and mystery, which I think just, like, does show, like, a really cool side of her where it's, like, mm-hmm. she's a priestess hiding away, basically, in this library, but she reads adventure and mystery. Like, she wants to come out. She yes. wants to break out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just get to, like, talk books for a minute. I know. And Emery's going to bring them her, like, favorite author and I then, like, a milder it. author for, for, <laughs> Gwen. for Gwen. But I just, I love that. I love it so much. And I think we've talked about this before, but like sharing books with people, they just like, it brings you together. It's I such know. like a special moment. I so. mean, literally our whole podcast is about a book. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's just like, it's so exciting to like see all of this start to come together. Because mm-hmm. like, this is where the friendship happens. For sure. Oh, yeah. Right here over mm-hmm. these romance books. Yep. Um, okay, so training is kind of wrapping up and Reese appears because yep. he's taking Emery back mm-hmm. to Windhaven. And the way that everybody reacted, I think, is just hilarious. Yeah. Right? Emery and Gwen are just kind of like in awe, very respectful. Mm-hmm. He's the high lord. And Nesta's just like rolling her eyes and like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Gwen and Emery are like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Just all made me laugh. And it's like, well, that's her brother-in-law, so. Yeah. I guess she gets to be a little bit more informal than Mm -hmm. most. 
Um, but what did you notice about when Reese finally showed up? I thought it was just interesting that he's like he asks Nest not asks but he's like mentally trying to speak to her and he kind of like gets her permission and she like yes. opens this little trap door people. yeah <laughs> people into her like mental shields and he like instantly just like warns her to like be respectful and kind yeah. to Gwen yeah so I like appreciate his protectiveness over yeah. Gwen but also I'm like you just saw them having a good time like was it necessary to warn her well from his perspective though for sure he's only seen like these really terrible moments of Nesta so I can see why he's maybe assuming the worst right but that's also not entirely fair either. Like, right. if you had maybe like asked Cassian one question, you could have gathered right. that they've been perfectly respectful. Everything's fine. He doesn't need to worry. But right. Yeah, but he's, he's just worried. Meddling as always. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. Emery says she's gonna come back tomorrow. Yes. Um. And I thought it was really interesting. Like as Ness as. Emery and Nesta are together. Like, Gwyn was kind of left alone with mm-hmm. Cassian and Reese, and Nesta kind of realizes that, like, she went to get water because she wasn't comfortable. Yeah. Like, even with, like, the two most respectful males, like, she's just still uncomfortable. So Nesta's like, okay, can't ever do that again. Like, need yeah. to make sure. And I was like, that is so thoughtful. It is so thoughtful. So thoughtful. So I really like that. Yeah. And then, so, when Emery says she'll come back tomorrow, Nesta makes a joke and says, like, I had no idea tea and spices were that convincing. Mm-hmm. But I just love this, like, insight um, into Emery. She says it wasn't only the gift, but the reminder of what they mean. And Nesta asks, what's that? And she says that there's a world beyond Windhaven, that I am too much of a coward to see it. And she says, you're not a coward. And Emery says, you said I was the other day. Nesta explains she spoke in anger. But Emery says, you spoke truth. I stayed awake that night thinking of it. And then you had Cassian deliver the spices and tea. And I realized that there is a world out there, a vast, vibrant world. Maybe these lessons will make me a little less scared of it. It's sweet. I love Emery. Like, I am so impressed with her. And just, like, All of them. Yeah. I, I don't know. Emery, like... More so than More the others? More so than the really? other. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because of, like, her quick, decisive action. And she's like, yeah. I am a coward. I'm doing something about it. And, like, mm-hmm. just goes the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's so. no, like, self-denial in that. She's just like, nope, that is actually absolutely how I was behaving. Yep. And I'm going to move forward. Mm-hmm. I can see why you would appreciate someone like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So while they're having this conversation, Cassian and Reese are chatting. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I love... That Cassian, like, stands up to Reese. Yeah. Like, I think back to, like, Tamlin and Lucian. Mm-hmm. And when Lucian would kind of stand up yeah. to Tamlin and it just was not. It did not. It was not received well. No. But so I just, I always appreciate that the, their relationship is different in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cassian's essentially like, she's been fine. You need to calm the hell down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, defend her. I like yeah. that. Like, stop assuming the worst. Like, let her build these bonds with women as they, they work through stuff on their own. Yeah. Like, don't rile her up. Like, let her be. Yes. So, I like that. Yeah. Love it. Um, And, you know, Reese is like, all right, agreed, mm-hmm. done. Um, and then he, you know, goes to take Emery away. And then as he's leaving, this just made me laugh, he says to Cassian, mind to mind, um, I don't know what the fuck the two of you have been doing in this house, but it reeks of sex. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, poor Reese-and. Well, it's not like he goes to the house of Wynn that often. So, you no. know. Let's just say poor Asriel, because he's the one Asriel. living there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how the chapter ends. Yeah. All right. 
Last one. Last one. Chapter 29. Such a long chapter. So long. This was like 20 pages. I counted. I know. <laughs> Um, this one was kind of a, kind of a yikes for me. Yeah. Um, so more priestesses join training. Mm -hmm. Yay. Um, but Nesta tries scrying and Reese gets a taste of Nesta's powers. What are your first thoughts? Like, yay for the priestesses joining. Like, I feel like these should have been two separate chapters because it's like the joy in the beginning versus like the The terror terror. at the end. It should have been split. 10 and 10. (laughs) Like, we didn't need a 20 page chapter. No, we did not. Um. But yeah, like I think it's crazy how terrified Reese is of Nessa's power. Like he is the most powerful High Lord in history. Yep. And he's terrified. He's literally shaking at the end of this. Yeah. It's not good. No, it's definitely not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So chapter 29 opens up with Nessa at the house. She's by herself for the night. Cassie and Azrael aren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, you know, they're probably at the river house. But I just I thought it was interesting how she like assumed the worst. Yeah. There, she said she'd been surprised to find herself wishing for company, surprised to find that the silence of the dining room pressed on her. Of course she wouldn't be invited out. She made a point to be as unpleasant as possible for well over a year. And more than that, they had no obligation to include her in everything. No one had any obligation to include her at all, or the desire to, apparently. And I'm like, okay, calm down. Calm down. Calm down, Missy. You're yeah. spending one night by yourself. I know. You you haven't wanted it. Yeah. And it's like, part of me is like, if you if you had said hey, like, I would love to, like, go to the river house to see Elaine or mm-hmm. have dinner the next time y'all are doing that. They probably would have taken her, but yeah. I think it's very fair for them to assume she doesn't want to be there. Yes, very safe to so, assume. I'm like, that's kind of on you. Mm-hmm. But So she does her stairs. She makes it to 3,000, so we are making progress still. Progress. Um, and as she's, like, walking back up the stairs, like, the house is so nice, gives her a glass of water <sighs> and a, a nice cool breeze which I thought was so sweet. And then yeah. she's like asking the house about the smutty author that Emery's giving her the book on. I love it. And she's assuming that the house hasn't read it. So she's like, I'll let you borrow it. Um, That's just so sweet. So funny to me. <laughs> she's just like talking to the house about smutty books. I love it. Um, and then in return, the house kind of gives her bones and stones for scrying. Mm-hmm. Just leaves them out there for her. Um, but she says she can't. And she like explains to the house what happened last time. And the house just takes them away. Yep. Well, but it is interesting because it says that Nesta says that she could have sworn she tasted disappointment in the air. Mm. Like, I, in some ways, I imagine this house is like the like cool aunt who's like looking after Nesta. Who's like, oh, hey, look, I got these smutty books for you. Let me take care of you. Go hang out with Cassian. But Mm -hmm. then at the same time, she's just like, okay, Mm -hmm. like. I'm trying to help you. I think I know a little bit better than you, but okay. So mm-hmm. I kind of like, I picture her as that like cool aunt. Cool aunt I like that. vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So meanwhile, we're at, at the, the river house. Yep. At their monthly court dinner. Yes. They're all pushing that Nesta needs to scry like ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, and Helion is going to be like a last resort yep. to bring in. Cause they basically don't want to tell anybody. Cause yeah. they don't know who they can trust. But Varian, Varian is in the circle of trust, which I love. Love just, Varian. Just need to throw that in there. Also, though, I want to, like, throw it back real quick to, like, Wings and Ruin. I felt like they took their sweet-ass time mm-hmm. with everything. It was, like, weeks before the High Lord's meeting. And then, like, weeks as they planned to go to Adriata to take the Book of Breathings. And Amarin took her sweet time. Really? I feel like everything was like, okay, next day, next day, next well, day. Well, no, it was like they were planning it for weeks, and then they would be like, 
and tomorrow is when we're going. They're like, oh, tomorrow. But it's like, there was like huge time gaps. But I feel like a lot of it, they were waiting on other people for stuff. Like they were waiting on confirmation from like all the other High Lords about where they would meet, mm-hmm. when they would meet. I just felt like they were waiting for like other things, mm-hmm. like waiting for information or stuff like that. And then yeah. once they got it, it was like instant, like, okay, we're going tomorrow. Yeah. So. I just, I feel like they're pressing on Nesta a little bit more than they need to. Yeah. It's, it hasn't been that long. Right. But I also feel like they don't know what the time frame is either, which is worrying and that like something could happen with Brylin and Koshay. That's true. And Baron. So like, who knows? Yeah. I did think that this was interesting. Kind of like a flip to when Nesta had like asked Feyre mm-hmm. to do the scrying and we found out like she couldn't. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, you know, they're pressing, they're pressing and Amryn like suggests like Elaine. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, we don't have time to wait for Nesta. We should go to Elaine tomorrow. Have them both working on it. And Azriel goes, "There is an innate darkness in the dread trove that Elaine should not be exposed to." And then Cassian growls, "But Nesta should." Mm-hmm. And I like it was. I don't know. That was a little parallel moment for me. But I'm like, that's also a fair point. Like in the yeah. same way, we were like cranky. Like why? Why would you assume Feyre needs to be the one to do this? Mm-hmm. I'm like. It's also not fair to be like, no, Elaine shouldn't be the one to do this because she shouldn't be exposed to the darkness. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's a little yeah. interesting parallel there. Yeah. Um, and Amron basically responds. She's like, Nesta has a week. One more week to find the trove with her own methods. Then we seek out other routes, including Elaine, who is more than capable of defending herself against the darkness of the trove if she yeah. chooses to. Don't underestimate her. Mm-hmm. So... It makes me think, like, is Elaine going to save the day or is, like, something going to happen? Like, are we foreshadowing something here with Amryn saying that? Well, I feel like Amryn, and Cassian brings this up, too, is how she's basically kind of more using Elaine as a threat to Nesta. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think she actually thinks Elaine is going to be the one to do this. I think she's just trying to manipulate Nesta, and Cassian is just not having that either. He's like, I don't like it. I think she needs to be motivated because... I mean... That's no. not entirely fair motivation. No, it's not though. a fair motivation, but, like, motivation's different for everybody. Like, some people, just, like, threatening her with, like, we're going to kick you to the human lands, it's not going to work. Like That's true. You're giving her this, like, flexibility of, like, oh, yeah, spend all the time you need, like, looking for the book. If, like, she's not forced to scry. Yeah. Like, Elaine's really the only thing that would motivate her to do it herself. Yeah. Like, let's be real. There's no other... Mm-hmm. There's nothing else you could I also manipulate wonder, though, her with. Like, if Elaine... How Elaine would feel about essentially being played as a pawn yeah like that doesn't feel good either on her side no but i mean elaine's already stepped up to do it so she's offered to do it and so i think if you say okay nesta like if you don't do it within a week then elaine is going to step up and do what she said she was going to do so i think it's a fair thing to throw back at nesta fair enough so but i love i love the end of this conversation Mm -hmm. varian goes to amara and he's like haven't we talked about this about being nice (laughs) Oh, just so funny to me. She's got a lot of growth. She does. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. So we pivot back. It's been a few days. Mm-hmm. Um. Lessons have been going good. They're now three hours long. Yeah. Which I love. They're like, okay, this like, is, we're making go. this happen. I love it. And Emery's staying the whole time. She's not worried about her shop right now. Mm-hmm. Um. And let's see what else is going on here. Oh, so they were in the library, and Gwyn frantically runs up to her. Yeah. Because Meryl has found out that Nesta had switched those books. Right. Those weeks ago. Which I'm like, that was so long ago. Like, who cares? Also, like, why is this just being brought up now? I know. 
I don't okay. get it. But like Meryl's right behind her. Oh as, yeah. Um, and basically she's trying to tell Nesta that like she doesn't like thieves and liars, and Nesta's just like trying to put her in her place with like who cares basically yeah. if she swapped the book, which I really agree on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she like treats Gwen like crap and treats the library like it's her own personal collection. Yep. So Meryl snaps back saying she knows who Nesta is. She says the wind whispers to me even here under so much stone. It finds its way in through the cracks and murmurs, the going ons of the world in my ear. Like what? I don't know. What kind of like it rem- is she? It reminds me of like the prison. How it's like all the prisoners. Oh, like you know what I mean? How they yeah. Reese was like terrified to like say anything. Yeah. Because they're like they hear, like the stone hears. That is a really interesting comparison. And that that's what it reminds me of. Like, how do you hear? What do you what hear? What is Meryl? I, I was like, are you connected to the prison somehow? Oh, that's so interesting. I don't know if that's like a theory, but it's just like I to me it's like a very similar vibe. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, but I just I love Nesta Sass in here. She just like is not afraid of Meryl at all mm-hmm. and like she's so hilarious she goes like with a fancy title like that surely such a petty grudge would be beneath you and it's just like I love that throwing all the shade um but I did think it was surprising that Nesta lets her power like rise to the surface I think she did it on purpose she definitely did yeah she did it to scare her but I was shocked she's like B you want to throw your powers in my face let me show you my powers yeah. well for somebody that's like claiming she doesn't have powers anymore and yeah. she's like trying to suppress them I thought it was crazy for her to like willingly rise to the surface and be like oh look at check me out it's cause her friend has been threatened I know it's making her better yeah I like that and it's like all the priestesses are obviously watching this so yeah they had a little bit of an audience as yeah. well mm-hmm um, we learn a little bit about Gwyn's lineage also. Yeah. So Gwyn is a quarter nymph. So apparently her grandmother was a river nymph who seduced a high fae male from the autumn court. And that was how her mother came mm-hmm. about. And her mother didn't really have a place to go between the autumn court and the nymphs. And that's how they ended up at the temple in Sangrava. Yep. And then her mother participated in the great rite in the spring court. Yep. Which got is like Callan May Callan flashback. I. Yep, flashback there. Um, got it on, and the twins, yep. Gwen and her sister, were born from that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how Gwen and her sister came to be. But she mentions how her twin had webbed fingers of nymphs, and yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a little creepy. Yeah, and basically, Gwen, I feel like got the better feature. She has like just big, big blue eyes, yeah. and then like her <laughs> bones are like more pliant, flexible. Yeah, which I was like, that's not really. A bad no, or she, good thing. She like, got the she better, got the better end of the deal. But I thought it was like, I thought it was interesting because like Meryl like, as she's leaving, she calls Gwyn nymph as yeah. she's leaving. And like to me it sounds like that's like supposed to be an insult. Yeah. Which I just thought was interesting. Yeah. I don't know. So, like, well, weren't the river nymphs like all the way back when we were doing the um, the tithe? The tithe? Are they were those, those river nymphs? That's what I was wondering. I thought those were like... Or they called something different. I thought they were called something different. Like almost like mer people, but not. I didn't know that they were called water nymphs or river nymphs. Let's look it up. Da, da, da. It was a water wraith. A water wraith. Okay, so okay. they are different. Yeah. I just knew it was something water connected. I know, I but did I... too. Wanted to be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Anything else with this interaction with Gwyn and Meryl? Um, Gwyn doesn't know who her father is. It was just some rando. Right. On, you know, during the Great Rite. So. Mystery. Mystery. 
Um, I do love the way that this section kind of ends where Nesta says, anytime you need someone to knock Meryl down a few pegs, let me know. And Gwen says, next time, perhaps I'll have the courage to do it myself. I know. I'm like, you go, Gwen. She's growing a lot. You can tell. She is. Mm -hmm. All right. So we pivot. Yep. To um, training. Training again. Mm -hmm. And more priestesses showed up. There was three priestesses. I was so excited. Like, this was such a surprise. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Nessa hasn't been checking the sign-up sheet because, like, she's invested in Gwen and Emery. But um, there's three that show up. Two of them don't say anything. Mm -hmm. But Deirdre Deirdre, um, pulls her hood back to reveal a long scar across her face. Mm -hmm. And she asks Nesta if they're too late. Which no. I'm just like, no, you're not. You're never too late. Never too late. Oh, yeah. And Nesta tells them they're just starting. And I like that, like, she directs herself to Nesta. Like, Nesta's the one in charge of this. Yeah. I just, I like that instead of, like, Cassian. Mm-hmm. So. Good times. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, I think Nesta is feeling a little bit empowered after all of this. Mm-hmm. And she decides she's going to scry. Yeah. So, Cassian hasn't been pushing it. Mm-hmm. She's going to give it a try. And Cassian is kind of, like, asking her, like, why did you change your mind? Because I think he's curious, like, why now? Yeah. And I love Nesta's response. She said, I couldn't stop thinking about those priestesses who came to practice today. Rosalind said she hadn't set foot outside in 60 years. And Deirdre, with those scars, I'm asking them to be brave, to work hard, to face their fears. Yet I'm not doing the same. Cassian says, no one accused you of that. She says, I don't need anyone to say it. I know it. And I might fear this scrying, but I fear being a cowardly hypocrite even more. And I'm like, girl, know yourself. Like, if that's that's what's going to motivate you, you do it. But it's just, it feels like progress. There's a good amount of Mm self-reflection there. um, And then motivation from it instead of just, like, self-hate. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, I'm a cowardly hypocrite, and then it turns inward into hate. Yeah. But she's like... I'm going to do something about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So yay. I know. So she feels like she has to do this. Um, She's been a failure at everything else. And like she needs to succeed in this. Mm -hmm. And she's struggling. Cassian's encouraging her because she's like trying to scribe. But she can't like get there. She can't like figure out where it is. Um, And she just she says she can't. And she stops. (sighs) I'm like, no, we were so close. Like you can tell like Cassian's disappointed. Yeah. Well, I think Nesta's disappointed too. I think she was genuinely trying. It just like. It just didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah. But um, we kind of, you know, go through the night. Like, she didn't eat dinner. She just kind of, like, crawled into bed. And, you know, fast forward to essentially her having a nightmare mm-hmm. about the cauldron. Because that's what I was reading this as, is it was just more of a nightmare than the cauldron or anything, like, actually coming at her. I, I don't know. Or do I you think it's a real thing? I thought it was a real thing. Like, mm. I read it as, like, actual darkness was creeping in. I don't know. I, I like, honestly I still don't know for sure I don't either like I take it as like actual dark because I mean the cauldron it can break any wards it can you know what I mean like the house isn't yeah. safe from the cauldron itself so I mm-hmm. feel like the cauldron could be sending even from all that ways away from all that ways away sending this darkness in to you know take over Nesta's yeah. body and it's like yes yeah, she was still asleep during this whole episode yeah but it could it could have been it could have been like an actual yeah. thing that was happening to her because I don't feel like in a dream she would have had this kind of like visceral like physical crazy reaction i don't know i think you know towards the end of this chapter like reese's reaction had me leaning more towards it was a Mm -hmm. dream than anything but it's totally possible who knows but it could be it could have been something real too like we have no idea i don't 
think it was really confirmed one way or the other. No. But anyway, so there's like this darkness creeping in and it takes hold of her body and it's, a, it's tearing her apart from the inside out. Mm. And like Cassian jolts awake. Yep. Which is crazy because like there's nothing that should have awoken him. Mm-hmm. But he just feels like there's this enemy that he needs to strike and he like grabs a knife, like runs into the hall and the house like even opens the door for him. And it's like, tr- like, tr- like, like, not turning on lights, but like, yeah, lighting like, fires as he goes. Like, let's go. And like, as is right behind him. So, like, clearly they both sense something. That's why I'm like, I feel like it has to be something physical. I don't know. Or was it like her powers? That was that the physical thing they were all sensing? I don't know. I don't know. But so, as is like charging right behind him, they are like, they're running down to Nesta's floor. And he says, when they heard her scream, it was not a scream of rage, but of pure terror. Oh, Nesta. And I just like, I don't know if I've ever screamed in pure terror. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, if there's ever been a time that I was truly just so terrified that I was screaming. I don't know. I don't think there's ever been a time that I've screamed in pure terror. No. But but it's, like, I can picture it, and it is, like, something you never want to hear. No, not at all. And so Cassian and Azriel are kind of, like, helpless. Like, they can't really stop it. Like Yeah. So, But then a window first open in darkness aka reese comes in to try to kind of smother her flames a little bit and try to you know bring her back down to reality or release her from whatever is happening inside yeah i just want to like call out like what the description was of this because like as i was reading this like i know i'm trying to think like i feel like this was one of the most intense parts of this book like i know there's all sorts of stuff that happens but like this scene is just so real like i can't imagine like how crazy this must be to like witness it was it says nesta lay in her bed body arched bathed in silver fire she was screaming hands ripping at the sheets and that fire burned and burned without destroying the blankets the room burned and writhed as if devouring her the fire radiated cold and like cassie's trying to lunge for her and as is holding him back yeah and it says nesta arched once more and that fire sucked in as if a great inhale had been made and was about to be exhaled rupturing through the world the windows of the room blew out, night burst in, full of shadows and wind and stars. And as Nesta erupted, silver fire blasting outward, Reese pounced. He'd smothered her fire with his darkness, as if he'd dropped a blanket on it. Nesta screamed, and this time it was a sound of pain. Mm. And I'm like, like, are you in pain because Reese is like trying to like hold the dark, like hold the fire in? Are you screaming because like the fire is causing you pain? Yeah. Like what's what's painful? But it just. I don't know. The scene was so intense to me. It's so intense. But it also reminds me, obviously not at the same level, but mm-hmm. when Reese was having nightmares. Yes. And Favor was trying to soothe him and it was just like darkness around him and yeah. the house. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it's good if this is just a nightmare, Reese has some experience with this and how to yeah. maybe like bring her out. Because he's like grabbing her and like yelling her name. And yep. he's like, this is a dream. Um, but she launches like the fire back at him again. Mm-hmm. And Reese is like shoving it back down with his darkness. And like the whole house is shaking. Yeah. It's- and it's this intense battle essentially between Reese and Nesta's powers. Right. Like, Nesta's no- not partaking in this. No, she is not like giving in. He is, despite being the most powerful High Lord, not just easily winning this No, thing. he is fighting. Yep. Um, but I thought it was um, interesting how Cassian kind of like comes up close to where their, you know, two powers are fighting mm-hmm. and he calls her name and yeah. it like distracts the fire 
just enough Mm -hmm. for Reese to kind of like pounce and smother it. Yeah. Um, and so the flame does eventually recede. They said that it was very similar to like smoke. Nesta's body relaxed, her breathing evened out. Um, and she's just straight unconscious right now. Yeah. And like at, when Cassian distracted like this firepower, like Reese actually like slipped into her mind to yeah. help like calm it down. And it's just, it's crazy his reaction like post all of this. Like yes. he's, he literally sits down and he is shaking. Like his hands Ugh. are shaking and he. Like, he snarls that, like, Feyre is never allowed to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just, we're scratching the surface of yeah. Nesta's true power, is what mm-hmm. he's saying. Um, but he got to experience everything that Nesta did when she went into the cauldron. Like, he yeah. understands her trauma now completely. Like, he felt it. Yeah. Which is probably, I, I don't want to say it's a good thing, but, like. Empathy. Empathy. Like, <laughs> this, if you haven't had empathy yet, like, you will after this. Yeah, exactly. So. Like, I don't wish that feeling and pain on anybody because clearly it's traumatic. Yeah. But, but hopefully can... Reese can be a little bit kinder towards Nesta. Yeah. Or more understanding of what Nesta's going through after that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's just it's crazy. And Asriel at one point asks, what is her power? And Reese just says death, pure death. What did Nesta take from the cauldron? I don't know. But he says he gazed at the female sleeping in the bed and fear clouded the face of the High Lord of the Night Court. He's just afraid. That's Reese is afraid. Reese is never afraid. Like Reese is literally gonna, never. He's afraid for like Farah's life or he's afraid for like this. But like for Reese to just truly be afraid. Yeah. Like, like I don't fear. think he was afraid of like Highburn. No. Like, I think he he was worried about or f- fearful of them losing to Highburn, but right. like Highburn himself, no, not afraid. Like, the cauldron, not afraid. Nesta's Nesta? power, afraid. That's intense. Very intense. And that's where we end. Cliffhanger. Yes. <laughs> um. So next week we're gonna do chapters thirty through thirty-five. Got to make some great progress with the dread troves. Mm-hmm. Um. After this exciting experience. Yeah. Um. And I think that's it. Do you have anything else you want to add for this week? I don't think so. That was just that that was, was a lot. It was. It was a very long set of chapters and there was a lot that happened in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed. Um, let us know what you think and we'll talk to y'all more next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at at fangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.